3: Welcome to the program. This is The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and you have stumbled onto the Date Day edition of the program. It is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions Bible questions, life questions, stuff going on in church questions, whatever's on your heart. All you have to do is call us 210 340 9585 if you're outside the local San Antonio area. You can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically that's 630-5757. You can email your questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. One button, call now, and you'll be connected directly to the studio producer. And hands-free, you'll be safe. That's what we want. 340-9585. This is the 8-day show. So, Paula,
4: welcome to the program. Thank you. I should be saying that to you. Because... I heard you tell the people yesterday. It's your show. It's my show. So, okay. babe, welcome to my show.
3: <laughs> and see, I said, okay, so we can talk about this. She said, well, I've invited guests on the show today.
4: That's right. Because why?
3: Because it's your show. That's right. So I'm just going to shut up in a minute and... Let you take your show any direction you want. But first, I want to give a shout out. Say hello to, to Kenny and James and Ashley and at Con. the salon today And Con. Mm-hmm. They were just great to us. It was great getting to know them and talk to them a little bit. Yeah. And um, they were they were asking about Jocelyn, mm-hmm. uh, who is a customer over there. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny, I know you're listening today for the very first time. I hope you enjoyed the program. Most of the shows aren't like this. Most of the time, it's just me. But today, we'll actually have some fun because Paula's here.
4: Well, that was sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> and my guests, you want to introduce them or should I? Because you do it's, it. it's your my show. show. It is the illustrious Pastor Alain Makassaria and his beautiful, beautiful, lovely wife, Jocelyn Makassaria. So, hi. Um, yeah, go ahead say hi to the people. I don't know,
2: illustrious. That's awesome. Oh, that's, that's a, a good a, word, a right? Word. Huh? That's a big word. That's
4: a big word. Yeah. I don't even know why I used it because I don't even know the meaning of it, except it sounds really good, right?
2: Mm. I, yeah, it does. <laughs> Maybe. I can't draw. Well, no.
3: Pat, pastor Pastor Lane is our worship pastor here at Calvary Chapel. He's been with us for a long time. He also teaches third grade at the Academy. And mm-hmm. Johnson is just sort of involved in everything. And, <laughs> yes. and uh, you wanted him on because we've been having a lot of questions in the last week and a half or mm-hmm. so about marriages, about balancing ministry and family, Mm -hmm. uh, about dealing with kids. And Mm -hmm. you just thought that they would be able to add something because they've got like 25 kids. If we
5: could, yes. Yes, if we could. (laughs) But you've got four
3: children at home Mm -hmm. and um, you're about to be sad because one of them Uh is about to become a senior.
5: Well, we have three Three children, one that's married. Four and children. well, yes. we have three, yes, three at home, again. yes, you, that's why you're three
2: the, at home, <laughs> four children total, three at home, one's married and out of the house. And
5: we have a, a, a daughter in love, a
2: daughter in love, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, so five total,
4: okay,
5: how yeah. fun, how fun. So, okay, since so
3: it's your show, did, take them wherever you want to go,
4: okay. So, we did have a question earlier this week, um, saying that. The wife uh, kind of knows that her husband is called to be a pastor.
3: Yeah, this was yesterday. Mm-hmm.
4: But she doesn't think he's ready. And really, I think it's that she's not ready.
3: Yeah, let, let me let me tell the question a little okay. more accurately. Okay. Uh, she said she thought he'd be great at it. He feels called to go into pastoral ministry. Um, yeah, he's ready. She says, well, well I, I, I think you'd be great at it, but... I think it would take time away from the family. And that's something that we deal with a lot here. Mm-hmm. You and I, of course, we don't have uh, kids at home and we don't have to worry about getting to baseball games and, and school meetings and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but our staff of pastors do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'd be a really, really great time. Well, Elaine, Jocelyn, why don't you guys, not only are you the third grade teacher and you deal with parents, but I also think that um, the, the way that you've balanced uh, ministry and and your family obligations has been absolutely spectacular. And of course, I know the key is not having any balance at all. You're all sold out for Jesus. You're walking together in unity. So, why don't you guys talk about it? Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. an <laughs> hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, was it now? Fifteen years ago, um, when we were called to ministry. Uh, As far as worship, um, we didn't know what that looked like. You know, in fact, when we were when we first came to the church, you had a worship leader here that was already the worship leader for 10 years. And uh, for that, you know, just to get what you say, the offer. OK, this God told me you're going to be the next worship leader. (laughs) It was so far fetched, you know, um, because it wasn't. I th- uh, it wasn't something I thought I moved here for. And background, we moved from California, knowing that the Lord would wanted us here, but it wasn't that we didn't we didn't know what it was. And if I say this all the time, if God told us what we were going to do here, I, I wouldn't have moved because um, you got the wrong guy. And so with that question from that whoever asked the question about uh, if your husband feels called to it, she never had that issue because I never felt that, you know, I never felt like, well, that's my calling. I'm going to be a eventual pastor, you know, and, um, I'm going to be teaching third grade. And, and so when we were called, I needed her, I I knew I needed her. There's no way I could do this, what we're doing without her. And so we were both called to it
3: and it required a commitment together. I mean, it's just uh, the one thing I wanted to say to that wife was the one thing you may not know, you know it, but the one thing that you absolutely know you have to know is that you really want your husband to fulfill his calling and his gifting. Um, whatever it is Jesus has asked him to do, because it's the only place that there will ever be the kind of unity and harmony together. Uh, Amos 3 3 says, How can two walk together mm-hmm. unless they agree to do so? Mm-hmm. But it's got to be a commitment by all parties involved. A um, couple of things I'd like you guys to ask about, and I'm sorry, taking over your show. Nope. Call. Nope.
4: Nope. <laughs> uh,
3: and by the way, we will take phone calls about this or any other subject, <laughs> but I think it's a great opportunity to, to hear from people who are actually in the trenches and doing it. Um, let's go all the way back and I'd like you guys to tell the story about the day I asked you to be the worship (laughs) pastor here or to pray about it. And I did not say God told me that you're going to be, I said, he's made it clear to me that you're the one that I need to ask, but you had to make the decision. So talk about that day when we went to lunch
2: and well, the the invitation was have lunch with us. So, Of course, the first reaction is, "What did we do? What did you do? What did we do wrong? You know, or what's gonna? You know, what he's gonna ask us to do?" But you know, I was working at the time uh, outside radio, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. doing radio also. But I was called. I left for lunch, and I was hungry. And
3: he is he is a hearty eater. Yes, so that's not a problem.
2: Very very hungry, and we showed up, ordered. And as soon as the food was put down, uh, you broke the news. Like, okay, this is why you're here. You know that uh, Troy's leaving, and uh, you've been leading worship for a couple months. You didn't mention that I was terrible at it, but um, uh, and and I believe that this is what God has for you. And it, you know, what do you think? <laughs> and so. <laughs> Uh, what i think is i can't eat no more <laughs> he uh, your yeah. yeah yeah and, he yeah you your fork that's right i don't know, I don't he know. Did. one of those maybe so but um, it was one of those things like I, I you do realize that i've never played with a band before and when you do see me lead worship it's only with my guitar and it's four chords and five songs maybe but um I don't know. It was one of those things where I had to, everything else I didn't hear, you know? So, and then I don't know.
5: You say, pack my food to go.
2: And then, and then, and then Joss, so.
5: My, oh, I don't.
3: Yeah. yeah and Joss, and Justin, you're right. He did literally drop the food. He did drop, yes. What we was heard. your, what was your reaction?
5: Um, my, honestly, my first reaction was I was just overwhelmed by God's goodness Because, I mean, if you know our testimony, we, you know, didn't come from a a Christ-filled background. And so to see you say that, it was an instant honor and a privilege. I mean, I was nervous and scared Mm -hmm. because that also included me. But I knew, I knew that whatever he decides... Um, I'm going to be there to support him 100%, and I will pray for him all the way. (laughs) Have have you ever regretted it? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And we talk about it often, and I think we do just because, you know, we just reflect on God's goodness, Mm -hmm. you know, and what we would have missed out on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been 15 years in the ministry. Yeah. And uh, I love, I love what God has done, what he is doing and is promised to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, as his wife, I get the firsthand experience of it all. And I am beyond privilege. Every now and then I'll say, it's the man you gave me, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it. (laughs) But that's, you know, that's because I'm fearful, Fearful. but I know. It's okay. God's got me. God's got us, mm-hmm. and it's His ministry. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: when you got here, you had two kids. <laughs> One was an infant, and then you got pregnant with Jonathan, um, and then Timothy came along. Um, Elaine, would you would you speak about a dark church? I just love that story.
2: So, I believe it was Jonathan, and he yeah. was probably two years old. And when we, when we'd come home from anywhere, he would say. Let's go to the park. I want to go to the park. And I'm like, we don't ever go to the park. It's super hot outside. <laughs> Why do you want to go to the park? And, and he, he said, let's go to the park. And one day we're driving into the parking lot. And um, we usually come, you know, at 630 in the morning, Sunday mornings. And we pull into the parking lot. And he says, Park. And he points and I realized he said the park was dark church. Well, it's dark when it was so he called it dark church and the park. And um, he I realized because they run around here and they play Mm -hmm. and this place is a park to them because they get to run around with their friends. Mm -hmm. And so dark church became the park. That's what it was. They called dark church Saturday mornings because it was dark. When they used to come, they don't come with me early in the morning anymore. Those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come with me but mm-hmm. But yeah, Dark Church is Sunday morning church when, when it's dark, when they come. And then they called it the park. He called it the park yeah. because of all the fun he was having
3: there. And, and dark, it was dark when they got here and dark when they left. Sometimes. It's
5: still true. It's still true to this day. I think my kids spend more time here. But where else do we want to go? Yeah, but, yeah, and
3: they're here for church. They're here for school. Um, does that create uh, any kind of issues with them or or in your parenting?
5: Um, I I can honest I can say that uh, we've never had any issues with them ever saying why are we here so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in fact they love it they recognize that this is their second home mm-hmm. I mean they call you and, and mama, grandma and grandpa yeah. and everybody else uncle and auntie because mm-hmm. this is their family I remember moving here um, and I was like Lord we don't have anybody over there we don't have family but God provided that mm-hmm. abundantly mm-hmm. and so um, they. I don't ever find them complaining in fact it's like um if i'm not feeling well they're like okay deuce's mom we're going to church you know uh, i mean it because that's that's who we are but we also understand with them is you know we're very invested in you know if they have any you know concerns or issues or you know we don't want them to think oh you you have to be at church because mommy and daddy are here mm-hmm we get to go to church because we want to be at church Mm -hmm. and they love it. Mm -hmm. They, they absolutely love it. And they're now serving in, in different areas, you know, children's ministry, um, PowerPoint. Um, and it's just been a blessing to watch for us. And, you know, we would have never known, you know, that that would be as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, and and that's what's going on. And mm-hmm. I just we just get to be a part of it, mm-hmm. yeah. all and, part of Him. And
3: they don't feel like they've missed out on anything. The yeah, question yeah. we got was from Jerry on Monday, and um, you know these are always issues for family. paul you mentioned something to me uh, that uh, Elaine and Jocelyn did with their kids on a yearly basis. Why don't mm-hmm. you talk about that mm-hmm. for a moment?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you guys, when you go on vacation. I love watching you because as we walk by your place, you guys are either eating, but it's always a devotion first. Um, but you say that you do a yearly reassessment where you ask, "How am I doing as a mom? How am I doing as a dad?" You know, and and honestly, want the kids to tell you openly. And so, can you kind of explain how did that start?
2: This Joss, that's <laughs> one of Jossen's fantastic plans and you know uh we we go there of course to to get r&r and but at the same time with ministry and school everything is like you're passing ships sometimes Mm -hmm. and you don't get to sit down and say okay let's assess how are things going and going back to um being at church with them, you know, there's so many families here that do the same, you know, and Mm -hmm. such great examples of that, having their kids serve with them. And for me, I said, as long as we're here, you're going to be here with us. And, um, and so as little kids, it became normal. That's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it it was actually weird not to go, Mm -hmm. um, Sorry I'm going on a rabbit trail, but no, I want to I'll do a, a quick story where it was a Wednesday night a couple of years ago, and it was Ashley's birthday and Chau and I thought, "Hey, let's surprise her and let's take her out to dinner and take her and her, her birthday's around Christmas time. we'll take her to go see Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. She was angry because she was missing church. <laughs> and I was like, she goes, isn't Wednesday supposed to be church? Where, where are we going?" So normal Mm
3: -hmm.
2: when you to everybody out there, when, when they say, well, how do you balance it? Well, make church the normal thing. Don't make, Oh, we got to do this and that make church the normal because that's where you get to serve and do things for others, you know, because when it's just us, of course we're, we're, it's self-serving to be whatever we're doing. But when you make that part of your life, normal, They grow up thinking, well, that's the normal thing. This is out of the ordinary that we're not going to church Mm -hmm. tonight. Mm -hmm. But um, there we go.
4: (laughs) How did the Oh, yes, reassessment. Mm -hmm. So
2: anyways, uh, Joss said, you know, she actually um, has them write their goals. And then we don't do it there, but she writes her goals, uh, the goals for the year, and then they put it in, and then we open it and they read if they – got the goals and so that's the assessment of them and a lot of times they're pretty good you know um better grades don't get a (laughs) write-up uh serve more you know uh, we said be honest don't don't write anything that you want us to hear write something that you really want to achieve this year Mm -hmm. and 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 anything spiritually how how you want to achieve it you know and um our third jonathan if anybody, he has, we were just talking about him and I can't wait to hear his assessment. Mm. Cause this year has been leaps and bounds with yeah. that boy, you know? And, uh, you know, with the passing of my father this past February, you know, it, the dynamic of each child has it changed. Like, I, I don't know, especially with Jonathan. So anyways, that whole assessment thing and also asking, how are we doing? You know? And, uh, praise the lord david said terrible david said terrible so
5: i think you know when we started doing that it because they were growing you know they they're not little kids anymore yeah. they actually have minds and mm-hmm. and opinions and mm-hmm. you know but we never want to step out of our house and you know be christians and but at the same time be a hypocrite at home mm-hmm. and so it was really really important mm-hmm. i wanted to know, guys, is there anything that we are doing that we are lacking, or what can we do to you know help encourage you guys in your walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the youngest he's still eleven, and so you know he still has that question mark look. But you know, I it was important for us to start that as a family because um, we want to know how they. How they are feeling, or feel, not so much feeling, but what's their perspective? Mm-hmm. What's their honest perspective yeah. of the home? Because we don't want them to say, well, mom and dad, are, are they're only good when they're at church. Mm-hmm. And so it was important mm-hmm. that we, we started doing that. Yeah,
4: That's do, you, do you
3: think they feel or have they expressed any uh, idea that, that your commitment to ministry and serving the Lord has cost them anything?
5: I do not see that in any of them. I, because they know they, I don't know. You want to answer that?
2: Well, um, let's start with the school. Uh, that's a great thing because a lot of people hesitate to go to the school or do things at the school because we don't offer sports or, you know, big, big, big sports and parts possibly a marching band or whatever. And, uh, the outlet's not there and I haven't heard any complaint from any of the kids, especially number three, who Jonathan, who, who is an athlete Mm -hmm. and there is an outlet. There is an outlet for him. They're playing basketball now with, you know, and so, but to miss out on anything, um, I'll tell you this. Uh, we say, we tell them you, you do exactly what the Lord has asked you. You may not see results like what you want in that moment, but as long as you're doing what God has asked you to do, he'll give you the desire of your heart, you know, and he knows what's good for you. And they understand that. They understand the fact that um, you're you're here. We're here not for us, especially when you're here in the building. Mm-hmm. You're not here for you. Yeah, you want to see friends and you want to hang out and stuff, but honestly, we have been blessed by the leadership here and saying, you know, when we're here, you're here for others. Yeah. And Sunday's a work day. Yeah. Wednesday night's a work day. Friday night's a work day. When you're here, mm-hmm. you know, and God will bless you with whatever, you know, whatever your heart's desire, you know. And they've seen God's hand do that. Yeah. They yeah. absolutely see it.
4: Yeah. Um, for me, watching your kids following your footsteps, both of yours, you know, they're all musical inclined. They're all in the leading of worship in some semblance and <laughs> all around. And what you said, because Ashley used to just be, I mean, she would turn like almost white Um because... I, I she, used to
3: call it pass out white. Yeah,
4: pass <laughs> out white gonna because go she's going to do a, a, a solo here. And, you know, she she was kind of afraid. And I think when you told her, evidently you must have told her Ashley, it's not about the people. and it's not I mean, it's not about you. It's about the people. And we're serving the Lord. Sing to him, for him. And that just changed her. She is just a different kind of a servant now. Yeah. She, she really knows. I, I don't know
3: exactly when it happened, but there was a day when I knew a solo part was coming up that she was going to sing. Mm-hmm. And, and there wasn't that look of terror on her face And there was more depth and more boldness in singing. And obviously she has a beautiful voice, but she's developed a wonderful stage presence. Um, uh, You can tell she's worshiping God. And a lot of that, I think, uh, Elaine came from her role in leading worship in the school as well. I mean, we do that in chapel every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she she came up to me in fifth grade and said, Dad, I I think I'm ready to... Uh, lead worship, and I looked at her like, "When have you been practicing?" You know, and she said, "Because another student did it, and that student was younger." And she said, "I want to, I want to do that also." So she did, and I was like, "Whoa, you know, you can." You know, mm-hmm. she went to, I, and I, to, I tell all of them, I said, uh, "So as long as you do it for God, you know, when it becomes a chore, when it becomes." Something that you have to do, then you stop.
3: Okay, well, we've got a lot uh, to go in. And I want to answer Jerry's question mm-hmm. for his wife, mm-hmm. follow you and Joss do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also take phone calls and questions, 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. And we'll be back in two minutes.
1: back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
3: Welcome back to the program. It is the Date Day edition, and we've got Pastor Elaine and Johnson Makasadia in the studio. Uh, we've been dealing with some questions from people in the past week. Uh, about balancing life and ministry. Before we get to those questions, uh, talk about your Christmas gift. Now, I, I said it was Christmas gift to me, but it really wasn't. It was the kids' Christmas gift to you guys.
5: So, um, I'm not a really big on gift, getting gifts um, just because, you know, I never want to burden my, my family. But I, uh, I definitely, uh, one year I said, the best Christmas gift I could ever have is if we could do worship together as a family. And I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it? Jossie, explain.
3: You've got one child who is anti-getting attention. Yes. He's so humble. Yes. Now, here's the thing. He is so gifted. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he doesn't want attention. Yes. And so... You might have said, do you want to go to the dentist office or do you want
2: to go to the chosen gym? I wouldn't doubt it.
5: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it really was, uh, you know, we looked at the kids and one in particular is like, well, if he's out, then that's it. <laughs> but, you know, they, they thought about it and you could see their brains thinking. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Okay. And I mean, it was awesome. Matthew played the bass. Bubs played the drum box. Mochi um, sang the melody. Mm -hmm. Ashley, you know, was uh, uh, she sang harmony and um, Alina and I, I mean, you know, those are moments. Those are God moments Mm -hmm. and kisses from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then this past uh, Good Friday, we had our daughter in love, Mm -hmm. Veronica (laughs) sing with us too. Mm -hmm. And. My heart is just full. Mm-hmm. It's so full yeah. because we said yes to him. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. no. We, so
5: we have
3: uh, a whole bunch of people on our staff who who have uh, four and five kids, pastors, other staff members, people that are really engaged in the ministry. So, uh, Jocelyn, like you and Paula, to sort of address uh, Jerry's wife and her concerns that, that this might interrupt family time, uh, if he answers the call to be a pastor, uh, she recognizes the calling. He recognizes the calling and mm-hmm. wants to do it. But but one of the things I said when he wrote Monday, when he called in on Monday, was you've got to do it together. Yeah. So why don't you talk to Jerry's wife as though she's listening to the program
4: today? Go? Okay, I'll go first. Um, well, I had those same kind of fears because um, in the business world, you were there a lot. And... Uh, and you're, you want me to confirm what you said recently <laughs> he was there at work about an average of 105 hours a week that means it was dark when he left and it was darker when he came home um, and so I, I just figured oh man now he's saved because this you're a you're like Paul 180 miles an hour one direction and you know in the work world and now You'd be 180, maybe even more, for Jesus, you know. So I thought oh, I'm going to be left behind again, and uh, but the Lord said, "I got it, I've got this," and so I can understand your fear, um, but uh, it it's an unfounded fear. If you are talking with each other, and like you said earlier, how can two walk together unless they be agreed to do so? I had prayed for you to be a a Christian. I didn't pray for you to be a pastor. <laughs> But God had other plans, and I am thrilled with the plan that God has. And we just work those things out. We just work them out. It's like, okay, if I'm feeling a little bit um, um, ignored at the beginning, I would just say, you know – Four and a half hours in counseling while I'm in another bedroom, <laughs> we got to do something.
3: Yeah, and then, see, that was just immaturity. Those are things <laughs> at the beginning that you have to learn. You had to work out, yeah. You know, I, I had people in an apartment. We had a one-bedroom apartment, and it was as though I'm not letting them out until they're fixed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you you grow when you learn that you can't fix anybody. It's got to be a work of the Holy Spirit, and they've got to have a willing heart. Yeah. But, but uh, I can't, other than that at the beginning— mm-hmm. Um, I can't ever remember a conflict Uh, uh, you you know the date day uh, that we we started having a long time ago Mm -hmm. um, on Thursdays Mm -hmm. that's why we call this the date day edition of the show Mm -hmm. Um, um, it just it just God said just always make sure she understands that she's the priority yeah
4: and even I have been proud of you since you said yes though I was afraid I've been exceptionally proud even even taking the three-and-a-half hours or more in counseling was a new you because when people had a problem before you were saved, this is what you'd say, sounds like a personal problem to me. (laughs) You had a different heart. And so the Lord said, just pray for them, and it's going to be okay. And I didn't bug you. So when the Lord said, Thursday's date day, and you told me that, I just went over in the bathroom and said, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then he, it's just been um, a joy. But there's some times when you're teaching, like when you started the book of Revelation, I think every single time, because it says, If you will read that, you'll get a blessing. I sit there and I'm like, Who am I that I get to be the pastor's wife? You're so different than used to be. And I get to pray for you. I get to um, benefit from, you know, i got a, a whole lot of hookups. People give me stuff so because I'm married to you. But, um, but I get to watch the Lord's hand um, just continually move. I think you're in um, phase number nine right now. And I have a list at home. You know I do. <laughs> um, and so I think you're in phase number nine right now where the Lord says, trust me with all your heart, and I'm doing a great work, so anyway.
3: Jossie, what about you? Now, unlike you guys, we didn't have little kids, and uh, you you came here with two and and had two more uh, Texas babies, and so you go through all the things that all parents do with growing kids, and now your kids are committed to serving. Again, you you never force them. It's something that just came so naturally, and you watch him blind. So what would you say to Jerry's wife who's concerned that this might take away from family time?
5: Um, or well, you know, from experience and as we are living out our, you know, our family life. It, it looks like this. We are all being with Jesus and whatever that means, you know, God will give us the desire of our hearts. And, you know, now that they're older, you, we do, we're very intentional with our time, you know, like say for instance, you know, you have Mama and Paula and you pops have, you know, your Thursday uh, date day. We have our Tuesday night family night where they know, okay, it's about what they want to do and what they want to talk about and all that stuff. And so, um, you know, it's family life, church life, ministry life. They're all, they're all in one. Mm -hmm. It really is. There's no division because, um, it's just who we are. You know, um, it says our life is hidden in Christ and it, it, that's what it looks like as far as our family dynamic. And so, um, you know, as you seek first, the kingdom of God, all these things will be added mm-hmm, unto you. Mm-hmm. God will meet even family time, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. because our family time lo- may look different from others. Um, so, and
3: Yeah, let, let me ask you a question, Lane. Do, do you feel like your kids feel any additional pressure on them from being a pastor's kids?
2: I just asked them that recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, the the overall temperature of our church... Um, it, it's love and, um, you may get an occasional, well, yeah, maybe you get more favor because, and I asked them that, do you feel that? And they said, no. And, um, I know that's a lot on others, you know, other pastors, cause they may feel like I'm a PK, right? Um, and I, I asked them, do you feel like people, uh, have this thing about you because, your our kids. And they said, no. And, um, for them, I said, well, if there's anything, the thing is you, if you feel that you, you're just being, be you. I mean, there's nothing you hold up against anybody here. You don't have a one up on anybody here. Um, you're just like them, you know? And, and I, I, I truly believe, um, that their peers <laughs> sense that like you're, You're just like one of us, you know, there's no nothing that you do that is better than me. Mm -hmm. And, and they don't feel like they need to hit a standard all the time because they have an older brother. The three that we have at home have an older brother that set us that could have set a standard that would cause other kids to say, I could never hit that standard. Mm -hmm. And they understand that. And so, um, that that's not the standard standard is what God's. What, your best. best yes and they they understand that so
5: and i think there's there's freedom in that having that understanding and you know the the expectation is be who god made you to be and be good at it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. be good at who god has made you to be and and if you're still seeking that out keep asking god what do you want me what do you want for me today lord mm-hmm. what about today and we learned that from grandma and grandpa mm-hmm we have thank you mom
4: and dad oh you're welcome and we've been talking about that a little bit more ourselves too because this time of year the calendar gets filled oh. up you know like for you guys in the radio listening audience i just asked these two to be on the radio show about maybe four hours ago they're like uh okay you know but yeah there's 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 a lot going on but it's not uh we have to or we got to no, 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 we are called to this and we get to. And the life that the Lord has given each one of us has meaning and purpose. People are going to heaven because of the testimonies the Lord has given us that we can turn around and say, if he can do something with me, he can certainly do something with you. And what, what better life is there?
3: And I think, uh, Elaine and Jocelyn, that God has used uh all of your kids, now, and now Timothy may be an exception just because he's the youngest, but but all of your kids have led other kids to Christ. And, and you know, when they experience it, I always tell people that when you experience God moving through you, it changes everything. It's no longer I've got to do this, but it's I get to do this. I want to do it again mm-hmm. and again and again. And um, uh, just to serve as a family, uh, being of one heart and one mind uh, in your devotion to Christ... I just can't imagine anything better than that. I, you know, I, I messed up raising my kids. I didn't get a chance to serve with them. I didn't tell them about Jesus. And I watch uh, you pastors and staff members here who have kids, and we're watching them grow up, and I just think, oh, I missed out on so much. Mm-hmm. What a what a joy it would be to be able to do that. And I, you guys, because I sit in the front row, when you guys, as a family... Surprised me with with that gift. Uh, I'm just crying my
4: eyes out like mm-hmm. a little baby. Just, oh. And the year that the kids did the Michael Jackson rendition oh. thing for Matthew's graduation. Oh my goodness! Yeah, That's you a go online. You. That's online at calvarysa.com <laughs> if you want to check that out.
5: Well, you said something. Um, you know that one heart and one mind. That's actually uh, Philippians two mm-hmm. uh, verses one through five is our family verse mm-hmm. and you know when we feel like okay, you know we're not as nice to each other mm-hmm. as you know we normally should, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, let's reset yeah, let's everybody read that mm-hmm. what does what does that scripture mean, and mm-hmm. why is it our family verse mm-hmm. and so you know I mean we're not a perfect family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we do our best to try and encourage, you know, holiness, more Jesus. And so those are things.
3: (laughs) You know, perfect families wouldn't need Jesus. And that we're not perfect helps us to run to him and cling more tightly to him. And I think that's the whole point of having him. So let me just end Jerry's question by saying to, to Jerry and his wife both that this is something, and your kids, if there are kids involved, this is something that the family has to sit down and seek the Lord's will on. Yeah. And the one thing I can promise you is you want God's will. And if, Jerry, if you've been gifted, it is the richest life imaginable mm-hmm. to see the things that I've been able to see in our 27 years here. Uh, is beyond you know the way paul puts it more than we can ask or imagine Um, you don't want to miss out on that Mm
4: -mm.
3: and and just the idea that well you know it might put a crimp in our family time together we got kids that are growing up and we don't want them to feel ignored Uh, nobody feels ignored when everybody is together following jesus so that's what i would do Mm -hmm. ladies let me ask you a question paula and jossie i got another anonymous question that came in yesterday that I said, maybe, Paula, you'd like to, to comment on. Uh, and this was an anonymous question. It says, wives submit to husbands, but what can a wife do to correct her husband when he's wrong? Now, Pastor Lane's probably never been wrong, but More your better. husband has been wrong a lot. So, <laughs> oh.
4: so let's talk about that. Um, well, the Lord says, you know, trust in me with all your heart, leaning out on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So... Um, I always have to go before the Lord because most of the ladies here know that probably close to 100% of the time when I've just kind of reared up and said, this is wrong about you. Um, if I would just speak it out, I would I've, – I've been proven wrong pretty much 100% of the time. But every once in a while, um, there have been these occasions where, oh, man, I don't know if you should have said that, <laughs> you know. Um that,
3: that's that's just life with a microphone in your face. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things
4: that you can say that yeah. maybe you shouldn't have said. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, there are times when when we have to say something, and I'm I'm really thankful that I don't have to be afraid of that. And because I love you so much, um, it's it's the best thing that I can do. And if and I tell the ladies and anybody else, if you love me enough and you see me do something that's Inappropriate or say something that's not godly. If you truly love me, you're going to say something. Now, what I try to do is not react right away. Um, I try to to, um, take a step back. You know, with that scripture that says, "Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to be angry." Um, And so that's that's what I do because to correct you if you're ever wrong um, is just a, a thing of love. So I just well, try I, to explain, humble myself. Explain first, to though.
3: her in the audience why you sit in the front row.
4: I sit in the front row. Well, there's a couple reasons. <laughs> the first one's not so good. Uh, oh no. <laughs> the first one is, is me putting myself on time out, kind of, because when I used to sit anywhere I want to, well, you, you know, you grow up. Well, people would come in church, you know, like it starts at 8.30 and they come in about like 9.15 or 9 o'clock or something. I would say to them, you know, church starts at 8.30, right? Why are you just not showing up? And or there have been times when people would come in and I'm sorry, Pastor Ron, but this is really true. This is why I put myself in the front row. You were up there teaching. I'd be like, that is a cute outfit. You look really nice today. (laughs) I'm supposed to be paying attention. I'm sorry, but I've grown up more. So I put myself in the front row so I pay attention. But for you, the reason why is if you're not, and if we're not the same people at home that we are here at church, because as Jocelyn said, we don't want to be hypocrites. I'm this much fun at home as I am here. <laughs> I'm just as crazy. crazy. If you do say so yourself. Oh, yes, I do say so myself. I'm just as crazy and fun and in love with you at home as I am here Um, and so I sit in the front row because you want if you're ever a hypocrite um, my lip will go up because I I I don't have a poker face (laughs) and so
3: my my deal with Jesus is if I see that lip that's when I step down and and stop doing what I'm doing yeah because I I, I've got to be real yeah so Jossie how about you how do you correct your husband
5: um I'm glad you went first, mama. I know. Make, make it <laughs> Praise <you>, the right? Lord. <laughs> yes. But honestly, yes, that's, you know, we, we go before the Lord and, you know, as, especially, um, because I have kids at home, you know, set that example when they have marriages of their own to set that example. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if I recognize that my, my husband may uh, be on the, the wrong side, you know, I trust God and I, um, pray and, 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 the Lord will work that out. Mm -hmm. I have to trust the Lord that God will speak to my husband. Mm -hmm. And then again, I'm thankful that I don't blurt it out Mm -hmm. because that would just be awful. What kind of a witness would that be to my kids? Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and there are instances when Elaine will say, so what do you think? (laughs) And I'm like, there's an open door, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but honey, you know, in the most loving tone. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, my role as a, as his wife is to be that encourager and, uh, to come alongside him. And, um, I, I learned this the hard way when we moved here from Texas, I kept asking him, did God really tell you to move to Texas? And I, w- and I was persistent. I was like, did God really say? <laughs> and so one night he was like, honey, Every time you say, did God really say, it seems as though you don't think I'm talking to the Lord. And immediately I was like, Jocelyn, zip the lip. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now it's, it's, I love, you know, how he trusts the Lord Mm -hmm. and he seeks God. And, you know, I mean, if, if the Lord, you know, needs to bring something to fruition, I trust God and, and God will reveal that to him.
3: Now, I think that's a really important key for uh, for you, Anonymous. Um, you know, it, the, the husband that's walking with Jesus it is going to make some missteps. Um, but God is the one who corrects those steps. And we, if we really believe that, we won't take it upon ourselves to try to fix it. We don't have to be the fixer. But you said, I pray. I try to keep quiet. Both of you said that. And, and if, if you're in the Word together, it's going to come up. Um, um, sometimes with, with children, they're going to say some things that are going to sort of turn on a light inside. And it's just a matter then of, of um, does your husband love the Lord? Do you have to be right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've said on this program many times, I don't have to be right. That's the source of a lot of pressure relief. Uh, if I'm wrong god God fixes me and redirects me, and I think we need to remember as leaders of the household, we need to remember that that our first responsibility is to rightly represent Jesus uh, to our wives, to our children mm-hmm. and if if we're in that place where we can hear from the Lord, uh, then we don't need a wife to come in and and set us straight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But faith prays, faith waits, mm-hmm. and then if you don't see result, faith says, "Let's sit down and talk." And there's always a wonderful opportunity if being in the Word together is a part of your daily habit. Pauline, what do you want to do now?
4: Okay, remember how Pastor Elaine said when you invited them to dinner uh, that day or lunch that day? Oh man, what do we do? What do we do now? You know, and there are some times when you like yesterday, you say. Um, I need to talk to you with you about something. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, oh, man, because cause I'm like this. Oh, man, what did I do? What did I say? You know, because I had just finished teaching on Monday night, and he said he was going to listen to it, so he need to talk to me about some of was like, what? <laughs> what? what did what, I say? Because, you know, I'm crazy. <laughs> uh-huh, so I think he's going to have to correct me. But it was one of those really cool moments because I said, Lord, I love conviction. If he's got something to say, I'll humble myself and just take the take the correction and move on. It wasn't even about me. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> but, but see, it's, it's,
3: it's, it's troubling, though. That's the first thing people think about,
4: sorry, especially but, you. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Because it's me. And I just had finished teaching. And I was like, did I say something inappropriate? Because I always want you to tell me I want to be fixed. So I was so glad when it, it wasn't that. <laughs>
3: Okay, now we're, we're really, I mean, this time has gone so fast.
4: It sure is. We're, we're
3: just about three minutes away. Um, two, two minutes? Okay, Pastor Elaine, Joss, uh, take a minute each and, and just share your heart. What, what, what do you think you want people to hear?
2: Stay close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You say it all the time. Mm-hmm. When you stay close to Jesus, when Jesus is a part of your plan, you can say, well, that's, that wasn't mine, but God wanted me to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. For us, when you stay close to Jesus, this is what happens. You're on the same team, the mm-hmm. same road, and they know who we're serving. They know exactly who we're serving. I'm talking about our kids. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when you stay close to Jesus, it's real. It's You could say, man, that's pretty easy. When people say, how do you stay close to Jesus? You can't even see him. talk, talk Talk to to him. him. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's so freeing. I could talk to you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one for me. Jesse.
5: When your life is hidden in Christ, it is beautiful Mm -hmm. because he will take you to places you've never dreamed or imagined. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful to my Jesus for saving me, for giving me a life of privilege and honor Mm -hmm. of serving him. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for my husband Mm -hmm. and my kids and our church family that we get to serve alongside. And if anyone is listening and they're on the fence and they're asking, or take a chance. Take a chance with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I promise you, He will show off for you. Amen. One of the
3: hardest verses to believe, Jesus said, if you find your life, you'll lose it. Mm-hmm. But if you lose mm-hmm. it for me, you'll mm-hmm. find it. Yes. I want to challenge everybody have a faith to believe that. Hey, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 Word. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. God bless you.
4: Bye-bye.